Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Taylor writes in, he says, Roddy, why do you keep that microphone in front of your face? I find it a little distracting, but enjoy the show otherwise. How about that? I moved it because my chiropractor said, Rod, your neck is getting screwed because you're leaning over this microphone all the time. Can you prop it up? My my chiropractor is very happy. Oh, yeah. You guys aren't. I don't know what to do. Been in radio for 30 years. I never worried about what it looked like. This is the Rod Peterson Show. How about that? Welcome to the RP Show, everybody. Happy Wednesday, January 27th. And this is Canada's daytime sports talk show. I'm Rod, and he is the Moose. Darren Dupont. How you doing, Moose? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Good. We've got breaking news right out of the gate today. That's why I love the fact that we don't have a lot of plans on a day-to-day basis here in the event that there is breaking news. And out of the Canadian Football League, for your CFL fans... The number one quarterback, or the number one free agent, rated for the CFL here in free agency coming up in uh, a couple weeks' time was Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback Jeremiah Masoli. He's now off the board. That's the breaking news this morning. The 32-year-old Masoli started the first six games for the Ticats in 2019 before suffering a season-ending knee injury. Backup quarterback Dane Evans then guided the Ticats to the Great Cup game where Hamilton lost against Winnipeg. I'm reading from a Canadian press story. Nowhere, I think it's just for one year, from Ticats head coach Orlando Steinauer, it's exciting to have Jeremiah back for the 2021 season. He is an established natural leader that has a strong work ethic. And I'm reading the breaking news right out of the gate, dupes, because it's not even in my quick six show topics, okay? That's fresh. <clears throat> Always fresh. <laughs> There's a fresh take. And now another thing here. I was thinking my good friend Mydale Mike, whom we had supper with last night, when, when this comes up, the usual... Two minutes before our stream goes live, it's, what's the poll question going to be? We didn't want to bring that up 30 minutes because we were too busy talking about other things. Exactly. Well, Clark wanted to talk to Blue, Jay- Blue Jays. I don't really. He brought up the Leafs, and you did too. I said, well, who's the next important free agent in the CFL? And you're like, who are those names? Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to find them, and I, I, I couldn't. So I want to have a poll from the viewers, the Rod Squad. What do you think would be a good poll? And let us know ASAP so we can tweet it and Facebook it and get on with our day. I like okay, it. are you ready? You got about 10 minutes. You okay. got about 10 minutes, yeah. So this is the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. You're home for the NFL. Uh, today, we will be joined by NHL on NBC analyst Brian Boucher, longtime NHL goalie. Former Tri-City American target. That's in hour one. And in hour two, Dan Saravelli, our good friend from Philly in the Enterprise Sports Broadcast. Because as you know, we've got a lot of viewers in Philadelphia watching on Game Plus TV on the, I believe it's the Altus cable system there too. All right. So that's the guess. 
We're looking for a poll question, and let's go with the quick six show topics, please. Uh, number one, number one. These, as I've said many times, this is of importance to me. I'm laughing because I feel like watching 13 games at once in the NHL. I feel like the lady at the bingo hall with 12 cards. Yeah, and run, over here, burning yeah. out bingo dabbers. Yeah, bump, 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 bump. Our whack-a-mole trying to watch 13 games. It's insane. Is there a way to do it? It's like going to the Briar or the Scotties, and there's four games going on at once. It just screws up a squirrel like mine's mind. So I try to settle in on the Jets and the orders, and my wife uh, <clears throat> came down and settled in, and she wanted to watch Yellowstone. I'm not going to tell you how that wound out, but uh, the Oilers were up after two periods, and they lost 6-4. So to the Winnipeg Jets. So <clears throat> I came out with my leftovers this morning of last night's games. It got a little play. Uh, they were, watch out for the Jets, man. They don't have line A, and they look better. And this might actually be a situation of addition by subtraction. Getting rid of line A might be all they needed. And then you add Pierre-Luc Dubois, it's just a cherry on top. This could be a total win-win for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Uh, so they won. And then for the orders... In my five leftovers, I didn't even have the orders listed, and I didn't even think anybody's paying attention to my tweets. And Lieutenant Eric from TSN Edmonton tweeted back, and he's like, where are the orders? Are they number six on your list? And initially I thought, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. That doesn't really work in the sports media business. Not having an opinion doesn't work in what we do here. So I'll just say this. I watched Connor McDavid's news conference after the game last night. He didn't look very happy. And he said, we're close. Do you know what that little voice in my head said? Like the devil on this shoulder? You're close to what? Close to asking for a trade? Close to pulling a line A or Deshaun Watson? Because I don't think, Connor, anybody would blame you. I wouldn't. It's tough. What What are the orders close to? They legitimately, goaltending aside, could be the number one team in the NHL. They were last in Canada. They were last year. They yeah. were last year. It's it's true. And but saying you're close, that's that's worse for me because if you're if you're admitting, hey, we're close, that means you're not there. That means you're not a playoff team. That means you're not a contender, but we're close. And you don't have what, what you need to get there, but you're close. Right. It's different than we just don't we're just not on the same page or we're just not putting it all together or we're just not finishing or executing. Yeah. But we're close means you're not there. You're not in the group. That's tough. Uh, I don't know. What do you mean? We're close. Close doesn't mean spit. So thanks for that. I uh, just want to mention John Ohm. Damn gong here. Arr! There. John Ohm. Um, he says, who needs line A? And he goes on to say, Montreal looks number one to me, Rod. Well, we can only go by the standings and let's roll into point two. The Leafs rolled the flames 4-3 last night. It was 13 games. Again, it's hard. Thank God for Twitter because I'm sitting there surfing, actually watching the Golden Knights Blues game, which was a little, wasn't great. And then I see... Somebody tweeting, what a game in Calgary. 3-3. Flip over to the third, and it was. Right? And I saw the eventual game winner. I saw the end with Jake Muzzin flip the puck at Matthew Kachuk. And Kachuk loses his marbles. 
And look, when you're dealing with what appears to be a mental midget like Matthew Kachuk, something like that is going to set him off. And it did. So, yeah, over to you, please. Well, the resident Flames funny, Leafs fan. You know, to flip the puck at him, not a big fan of the stuff after the game. Oh, yeah, um, you hate post-game trash talk. Not really, yeah, not really my thing. So I don't really like it, but it was kind of harmless. Put a little something at him. You knew exactly who it was that you were flipping the puck at. Like, well, of you, course. Of course you knew who it was. And it was at the end of the two-game little mini-series, so it wasn't breeding bad blood into your very next game. So I'm okay with that. But, I mean, the Leafs out shot him 10-1 in the first period, dominated up 2 nothing. But credit Calgary. They really controlled the pace and took it to Toronto for most of the rest of that game. Yep. You know, came back. But Matthews and Marner, when your stars are leading the way, Goudreau for Calgary, that's what you want. The stars leading the way. And it was the same for both teams. Highly entertaining. I think we have a great question, by the way. Pause for the cause. Robin and Prince Albert says, here's your poll question. What happens first? One, the Atlantic Schooners play a game. Two, the Leafs win a Stanley Cup. Or three, Bo Levi on the RP show. I like it. I love it. Thank you, Robin and Prince Albert. <laughs> Tell him what he's wanting, Bob. Um, That's a hell of a question. I know. Can we get the Trent from Norway comment up? Do you mind, guys? He checked in a while back. Might take him a while to find it. Here it is. Norway calling. Has Brian Burnham re-signed with BC? Has Zach Evans been signed by anyone? Has Charleston Hughes been re-signed? Those are the top three CFL free agents. Stay well, everyone. Maybe that's what it is. I, I did a list, and I can't remember where it is. I did it last month. It's online somewhere of my top 10 CFL free agents. I had Greg Ellingson in there. I had Stanley Bryan in there. He's since re-signed. Enoch Mwamba was very high on my list. I can't remember who I had as number one. But anyways, these are the kinds of things I believe the CFL needs to have talked about in the offseason. That's what I think. But anyways, <clears throat> back on point. Remember that. Are you guys going to tweet it? Can you tweet it? Or do you ha- does somebody have a free hand back there? Working on it, Jordan tells me. My favorite four words in broadcasting. We're working on it. Blues beat Vegas 5-4 in a shootout, but it was not. I mean, it ended up being exciting. It wasn't exciting most of the game. That's the one that I was watching. It was a WHL reunion on the Golden Knights bench. Most nights it is anyways, but Kelly McCrimmon was on there with his mask. Manny Viveros with his mask. I was looking for Jamie Heward. I couldn't find Huey. He might have been up in the press box. I'm not sure, but I'm watching pretty much every Golden Knights game and enjoying it. But they lost last night in a shootout. Braden Shen with a winner. Another former Wheat King. <laughs> In the third round of the shootout, wins it for the Blues. I saw Jamie Hewitt on the on a, on a picture on the bench. Okay, I think it might have been in warm up, but um, really cool to see those guys. I mean, we worked in the league with all of them. Um, you know, really exciting that they that they did that. And I like the Henderson Golden Knights on Twitter. You know, hey, our coaches. They're coaching for Vegas before they ever coached a game for us. Their first. How game. do you like that? How do you like that? So how about that? How about that? From Rob Seaton. Good morning, everyone. Oilers close. Close like a lingerie shop without a window? What does that even mean? I don't know. But my I think mind's it's funny, wandering. but I don't know what it means. 
Um, point three, I wanted to say this. There are 56 games in the NHL regular season, Darren, and I was thinking of this this morning. Just to give it a little context from a football perspective, if you broke the 56 games up into seven-game segments, and Kelly Rudy did that as a player, by the way, in the regular season. It works for goalies very well mentally. That makes eight weeks, eight seven-game segments. So the Leafs have played, what are they, six and two? Yes. So they've played eight games. They are conceivably only in week two. Now, you guys, maybe you think I'm all wet. This is how I would break it down if I was a head coach in the NHL. So nobody's running away with it. Nobody's out of it yet, right? But can we all agree it's incredibly early? You're You're not making any conclusions or generalizations on your own team in week two. That's right. No, you got through week one. You're pretty happy. You're where you need to be. You know, and if you're looking at football in the NFL, it takes about three to four weeks, sometimes five, to really sort out the contenders and the pretenders. So I would think once you get about, you know, 20 games, 21 games, that kind of third week yeah. of seven, I think that's when you might have kind an of idea. Separation, yeah. Our friend Corey Patterson, the sizzler. Former Regina Pat down living in Tallahassee, Florida. I saw him tweet that the preseason's now over in the NHL. Let's start playing for real. And he might be right. Jennifer Illingworth watching. She says, wow, picking on the Oilers today. It was an absolute implosion in the third period last night. And look, we love Ethan Bear. How many times have we talked about Ethan Bear? Here's what I thought. You wouldn't have seen it because you're watching the Leafs game. But you're in a one-goal game. Maybe it was tied at the time. And Ethan is on the right wing boards in his own zone and zings it right up the middle and out of the zone. Turned over at the blue line. They come back and score. This is cardinal sin stuff. This is elementary stuff. I'm sorry. What did Ray Bork say when I asked him the secret to your longevity? Can you put the camera on him? Ray Bork, what's the secret to your longevity? Off the glass and out. Say that again? Off the glass and out. Say it again? Off the glass and out. Off the glass and out. Off the glass and out. There. He was a point-a-game guy, Ray Bork, as a defenseman, and his hallmark was off the glass and out. Ethan Bear, what are you doing throwing it up the middle? And I don't mean to pick on Ethan. That's just one guy. I can't believe the outpouring of sympathy to the Edmonton Oilers for blowing a game in the third period in Winnipeg last night. I see Noodles, Jamie McLennan, good friend on SportsCenter, saying, well, I think the schedule caught up to them. They're tired. You're what? You got... You've got 18 million trainers working on your body. You're, you got chefs. You got, you're flying in first class. You're in your hotel all goddamn day. What the hell? You walk too much down Portage? Come on. Like, where is the sympathy coming from for the Edmonton Oilers when you blow a game like that? It's all in their head. That's what it is. They're good enough to be the number one team in Canada. Now, having said that, they still have a... Uh, they're in a playoff spot. I don't want to hear from the Flames fans, but if the playoffs started today based on points, Vancouver, Calgary, and Ottawa would miss. And you know what the Flames fans are saying. We only played five games. Just saying the Oilers would be in a playoff spot because yeah. the top four make the playoffs. So they're not that bad, but they can't keep blowing games. Okay? And how, how could anybody say that this is fine, that what they are? You know who would have pointed it out? In a, in a, every week it would have been pointed out by Don, right? Not up the middle, off the glass and out. 
It would have been pointed out every week. Now they kind of get off the hook. I mean, outside of their own meeting rooms, because you know it's being brought up in film. But he ever to the country off the glass and out. Well, actually, I would. Lo- I, oh, Brian Boucher. They tell me is connected and watching. So Brian, he's coming up in the next segment, and we won't make make him wait long. But I was talking with the WHL coach the other day. Remember the guy that said they should trade Leon Dreisaitl for some starting goalie in Edmonton? He was talking about two-on-one as a goalie. And are they playing it different than they used to play it? And you saw the shootout last night. Guys going down early. Brian, I want to talk about how goaltending's changed. And I don't know, are you allowed to throw it right up the middle out of your zone as a defenseman? Has that changed? It's the new NHL. (laughs) That's the new NHL, man. Uh, Quick Rapid fire on the last four points. Scott Milanovic coached the Edmonton football team last year. According to the Edmonton Sun, he made $500,000 and never coached a game. <clears throat> Did you see the leader post yesterday where Charleston Hughes says his stipend from the CFL, was from the Riders, was $10,000 last year. He was due to make $180,000. You tell me if that's fair, okay? You tell me if there's some sort of imbalance in the Canadian Football League. We got to come back on that. Oh, yeah. Point five, Aaron Rodgers has basically said he's going to stay in Green Bay. So, example number 9,678, not to take a player's comments immediately after a game verbatim where he said he didn't know if he's going to be back. Three days later, he says he is. And uh, point six, Super Bowl 55 um, preview. We're still 10 days out, but we'll be 10 days of talk on that. And our rock star of the day yesterday was Darren Burns. He's the 56-year-old former CFL D lineman who played with Montreal, Ottawa, and Montreal, Ottawa, and Hamilton. He's attempting a comeback at 56 years old. He wants to play in the CFL. What did Paul say about that yesterday? State fair football. <laughs> That's 101. <laughs> that, Come nothing... watch the old man. Come. And while you're at it, swing a sledgehammer, bang, and guess your weight. <laughs> State fair football. Brian Boucher next from the NHL and NBC. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, indeed, it is the RP Show. We got Moose DuPont with us. I'm just calling up Brian Boucher's Hockey DB because Wikipedia, somebody needs to slap Wikipedia. They don't have WHL stats on there. Did you know that? What? Or even mention that you that you were ever there. So that's where Brian Boucher got to be on my radar. Let's bring him in, if you don't mind, from New Jersey, guys, from the NHL and NBC. I was calling the games for the Prince Albert Raiders when Bush was there. 94 to 97 with, with the AMs, and now uh, then on to a wonderful National Hockey League career, now broadcasting. Brian Boucher, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, Rod. Thanks for having me. Yeah, been a long time since I called your name, that's for sure. And uh, hey, <laughs> there's so, so many things that we can delve into here. And, and I don't know if Clark told you where we are. We're in the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL, right between Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton. So we don't get a ton of Flyers coverage and uh, from the Mass Mutual division, man. So like we're 10, almost 
two weeks into the regular season now. Is it too early to form any conclusions on NHL teams right now, do you think? I think it's, you know, I think it's a little early to say that things are set in stone. I think teams are still trying to work their way through what would have been training camp um, right now. We're starting to see some trends, and I think we're starting to see what we thought we would see as prognosticators uh, going into the season. You're starting to see the teams that you thought would be where they're supposed to be starting to do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're going to sit here and say after two weeks this is the way it's going to be, the rest of the way, I think we'd be foolish just because there's so many unknowns in today's world. We don't know with COVID protocols. We don't know uh, with injury uh, where teams are going to be at two weeks from now, two days from now. So things can change quick. But uh, I will say this, just from a fan standpoint, it is so fun to be able to turn on the TV every night and see 10 to 12 games on. Uh, it's such a such a relief to, to be back to some sort of normalcy. I know it's a little bit different, but it's just great to have hockey back on. Well, this is the first year that I've bought NHL center ice because, as I say, we're in the TV region of those three teams. So I'm seeing you a lot now for the first time. And great job, by the way. Saw you a lot in the Stanley Cup playoffs too, Boosh. And I should tell for the viewers that don't know, he's played for Philly, the Coyotes, the Flames, the Blackhawks, the Blue Jackets, Sharks, Hurricanes, but mostly the Flyers. So you probably get this a lot. Do you need to not lean on your Flyer alum status or are are you out of the box as yeah i'm a flyer guy like how is that when you're broadcasting the games yeah it's it's tough it's kind of like coaching your own son uh (laughs) try not to you try not to show nepotism to to your kid Uh, i try not to show nepotism to a team that is near and dear to my heart uh i'm not gonna lie uh when i say that playing for the philadelphia flyers brought the most joy to me in my career uh, is where I had the most success, greatest memories. But on this side of it now, I mean, you have to be as fair as possible. And I think uh, you got to call it the way you see it. And when it's not, uh, it, when it's not up to snuff, I mean, you've got to be, you've got to be honest with the viewers. I think that's what they want. And maybe, maybe the true fans uh, of the team don't, don't appreciate that. They might get upset, but here in Philadelphia, I don't think there's any problem with that. It's a pretty tough sports town. They're pretty tough on their athletes and their teams. Uh, so I think they appreciate a little bit of honesty. I, I think you know you'd be doing them doing uh, the fan base a disservice if you were if you were trying to sugarcoat things. I mean, obviously there's ways to put put things and and, and make sure you word things properly and not not go after players uh, personally, which I I never try to do because I always try to remember that I was a player and. I certainly would not have appreciated if uh, if a broadcaster would you know make things personal. So, and I don't think that happens very often. I think it's just a case of you just try and call it like you see it. And if the Flyers are playing great, I'll say it. And if they're not playing great, I will say that as well. Hmm, good for you. Well, uh, NHL on NBC's Brian Boucher is with us. And so, speaking of, our show is carried on cable in Philly, Game Plus. So uh, on Game Plus. So watch for a Bush if you don't mind. But since I have you on the line, and I'm a goalie guy myself. We all love Carter Hart up here, right? Like in this in Western Canada. He's from Sherwood Park, played in Everett, played for Canada at the World Juniors, and did great. Um, there's a lot of pressure on Philly goalies. Is that because Bernie Perrant just set the bar, or why are they so hard on goalies in Philly? Yeah, I think a part of it is a big part of it is Bernie Perrant and the success that he had in the mid '70s and winning those two Stanley Cups. Uh, you know, there was a saying back then that. 
you know, only God saves more uh, than Bernie, uh, you know, so that he was, you know, Bernie is, is, is loved here in Philadelphia. And, uh, and, you know, look, since Bernie Perron, uh, you know, they had a great prospect in Pelly Lindbergh and unfortunately his life was cut short and that opened the door for Ron Hextall to come in, who was, uh, who was very good for the Philadelphia Flyers, but in the end, never really got it done as far as winning a championship. So, uh, and after that, we've had a couple of close calls, but they've never had that goaltender that they can say is their own, that they, that they, that they developed on their own. That is a franchise goaltender. I was drafted by them in the first round in 95 and certainly did not, uh, you know, live up to that billing. Um, although I'm proud of my career, I don't think I was never a, a franchise goaltender and, and, so I think they're still searching for it. But I, the one thing I can say about Carter Hart is I, I think he has the makings to be uh, a great goaltender in this league. He's a top five goaltender in the National Hockey League in my in my eyes, um, for sure. And I, when I look at him, I see a lot of Carey Price in him as far as his demeanor, his calmness, uh, and what he, you know the poise that he has in the net. Uh, he certainly doesn't have the experience that, that Price has uh, just yet, but with time that will come. And uh, we started to see a little fire in him uh, after his last start uh, where, you know, he uh, gave up six and wasn't very happy and smashed his stick a la Ron Hextall. And I did that too in practice a couple of times, but uh, tried not to do it in games. But um, so there's a, there's a fire, there's a competitiveness uh, to him that I think maybe people maybe not aware of, but it's. Oh, Clark says that we lost him. Remember that where he was there's a fire in him that we weren't aware of yes okay so i don't know what he does back here i should ask clark some what he tells those guys when they reconnect or or so forth how does he know that we lost connection right he's probably still talking you never (laughs) do that you do that right and it's like you get on a rant and then you big conversation and you stop talking letting the other person still there there's nothing (laughs) and then it's like how, how much of that did you miss yeah well, I, I, I've spent so many hours on buses and planes, and you tell me with, when, the, when Brian's ready, but with coaches, and the one thing that I've settled on when they have displays of temper like that, it's a lot higher to, a lot easier to rein a guy in than fire, put a, lot, a fire under his butt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you'd rather have the fire. Just can you control it a little better? But the main thing is it proves that they care. Yeah. I meant to put this in my 10 things column on the weekend. Show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. You know, but I also, don't you believe that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I'm all for sportsmanship, but I don't mind a little no, it, pissed offness too. It's No, and I think that's there. It's I think the poor loser part is about how you show it, right? Sometimes it's bad, right? And it's distasteful. That's the post-game trash talk. Yeah. Doesn't mean you don't go and are mad like the whole night, the whole 24 hours until you get back on the ice again. You should be. If you just fall asleep like that, there's a bigger issue. Okay, we got him. Bush, you just dropped out when you said there's some fire in Carter Hart that you didn't know was there. And what I was feeling here is that most coaches will tell me they don't necessarily mind that because it shows that you care. How are you on Carter Hart's you know, temperamentalness, I guess? And now we don't have sound. Oh, we're off to a great second start. <laughs> you could tell that he heard us. He was listening. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, 
And we know that happens every time when we re-log re them. For whatever reason, the sound sometimes doesn't come back when they refresh. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Carter Hart's a special kid. Oh, yeah. He's a special kid who's taken a really quick jump into the National Hockey League. And um, I thought it would honestly take him a little bit longer to get his feet underneath him. But he's already at that elite caliber. And they're already at that point where they're talking about him as, you know, Team Canada Olympics quality 2022 that type of stuff so you know carter hearts that and now we're seeing how fired up he gets i don't know if it's something in the water in philly because i don't remember him doing that a lot in everett but he didn't really lose in everett he didn't really get no. scored on in everett so uh, it's a different carter heart we're seeing monty watch your mouth <laughs> let me know what's happening with brian boucher please guys because i was very much enjoying it but i'm i've one minute, Clark says, I've really, you know, having lived it myself, but also seen it so much, I'm just a big fan of throwing somebody into the deep end. Let him play. Like when Carter Hart went there as a rookie, let him play. What grooming are you going to do? You're not sending him to the minors. What? The shots are going to get harder when he gets to the NHL. Put him in there. Well, a lot of guys, sometimes, though, if you go in and you play poorly, some guys don't recover from that. But it's, it's like the Navy SEAL training. We're throwing you in. And you're either uh, yeah. you're either going to quit really quickly, or we're going to learn that you've got the you're going to have the mental toughness, you know, sink or swim. So you know, I go back to like a guy like Justin Pogi, right? Team Canada goaltender, really great in junior, gets to the NHL, just doesn't have it, right? Doesn't get off to a good start. But sometimes, if you can get put in a comfortable situation and get rolling a little bit, that momentum can snowball and you can turn that into a great career. Okay, this, they're telling me that, that uh, Brian Boucher is back. All right, Boucher. So, yeah, where you left off was saying that there was some fire in Carter Hart that we didn't necessarily know that was there. And I guess, how do you feel about goalies? Did, was it you or somebody else mentioned Hextall breaking his stick back? In the, and you said you did in practice. How are you with guys showing their temper? I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it because it shows they care. Well, well, first off, can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay, perfect. Okay, we got that out of the way. Um, I have no problem with it. Um, it. It's one thing if a guy, you know, snaps and flies off the handle every single day. That's a problem. Then you know the guy's got an attitude problem and he needs, you know, needs an adjustment, truthfully. Uh, but once in a while to to have a little of that, you know, uh, situation where you snap, I think is good. I mean, it shows that you're human. It shows that you've got emotion, that you're competitive, and that you're not going to stand for, you know, subpar uh, efforts or, or play. So, uh, and, and I've seen enough from Carter Hart to know that he's a calm guy by and large. I mean, 99% of the time, this guy is calm. He's poised. He's, he's collected. He's, you know, everything is measured with him and he's very regimented in his, his approach, the way he, uh, prepares his, his work ethic is, you know, he's dialed in. This guy's a true pro, even at a young age. So, uh, him showing the emotion, I think is good. And I think it just shows that, you know what, there needs to be a little bit of a wake up call. And the flyers last night played pretty good. They played against the devils. Uh, hard did not play Elliot played. Um, and Elliot was very good, but it was good. It kind of woke the team up. I thought they responded in a positive manner and, uh, and picked up a big win, to be honest with you. That, that was a big win for them against New Jersey. And, and I'm sure Hart will get the next start, even though Elliott played last night. And we'll see how he responds, see how he bounces back. The team did it against uh, the Devils last night. Let's see how he does it when he returns to the net in the next game. I got two last questions for you, Brian. One is being in the bubble. Uh, the Calgary, or sorry, the Montreal Philadelphia series was uh, history making in terms of goaltending. You were there, you saw it. Like it was, a, if you love goaltending it was just a delicious display on a nightly basis now were you between the benches for those 
games in the bubble? Yeah. How was that? Yeah, I was in Toronto. It was great. Uh, in Toronto, we, we had a great setup. I was right in between the benches. I was enclosed in a glass case. <laughs> I kind of looked like I was in the Pope, like I was in the Pope mobile. Uh, so I was safe from flying pucks and sticks yet. I was right at uh, game action and, uh, it, it was great. I thought the intensity was, was, was terrific. Uh, the players brought it, the safety was there. Um, and I'm glad I was a part of it because it was a, a lot of media members, as you know, that were not inside the bubble. And I think some of them were not happy about it, but I was fortunate to be inside there and get a first, uh, firsthand look at everything. Uh, and it, it was a lot of fun. And you're right. The goaltending in that series was very good. I think it was, and it was, you know, what was important was, you know, for Carter Hart to, uh, win that first series, uh, in his first shot in, in, in an NHL playoffs, you know, you don't want to go, you know, a couple of years where, you know, now the questions start popping up, geez, can he ever win a series? Uh, you know, you, you want to get that out of the way he did it. It was it, albeit it was in a different circumstance with no fans. And, and certainly there was an energy that wasn't there that you'd normally have, uh, in a normal playoff time but uh for him to get that done against a guy that he idolized growing up in carrie price that 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 speaks uh volumes to to where carter hart is in his career right now i loved when i saw it was going to be montreal philly because that was a classic 70s style matchup and then you dig into the series and you see the goalies and i'm like oh my god it's like i don't I'm not a fan of either team. I just loved watching it so much. And just lastly, in the time we have left, Brian, as I said, I was calling the games in the dub, uh, 94 to 97 when you were in try. What was going on with the AMs when you were down there? I, I want to say that was uh, little Brutus time, your head coach. What do you remember about your time in Tri-City with the Americans? Good times, as I recall. Did we lose you again? Well, we, I can't even see him. Did we lose you, Boosh? Okay, and now the audio's gone, so. Well, it was a good chat. Yeah, it was good while it lasted. Well, we got to go to a break anyway, so I say thank you to Brian Boucher, and we'll come back with a sports update, and we'll do some uh, CFL talk as well. Whatever else is on the table today, whoosh, we'll be back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, live daily on YouTube, and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. And again, a hearty thank you to uh, Brian Boucher, especially for his patience. Those connection issues are nuts. I think the most amazing thing is when I tune into the NHL games and see them doing the same things. It's not easy. Oh, I know. Anyways, sports update. Mitch Marner scored the game winner for the Toronto Maple Leafs at 12-14 of the third period in a 4-3 win over the Calgary Flames with his assist on an Austin Matthews goal. Marner has two goals and four assists in his last four games. He's tied with Connor McDavid for the league lead in points with 12 in eight games. Nikolai Ehlers had a goal and three assists as the Winnipeg Jets battled back from an early 3-1 deficit to defeat the visiting Edmonton Oilers 6-4. Tuesday, the team split their two-game series. I saw some sort of stat. I get, I don't know about you. You get so many stats being thrown at you. I can't remember what's what. I know. But Nikolai Ehlers tied some record held by Donald Audette and Ilya Kovalchuk with the Atla- set with the Atlanta Thrashers. Because you still, I forget 
that it's that franchise. I still think about Dale Howarchuk and Thomas Steen and Dave Ellett and Bob Essensa. It's not the same team. No. And I often said, when I was hanging around the Coyotes so much there a few years ago, I'm like, you guys should just trade history books with the Jets. And you take Atlanta's because it sucked, and yours isn't going that hot either, and just give the Jets their record book. Yeah. They, they, weren't inter- trade. they weren't interested in that. What's it worth? <laughs> What's it worth to you? We'll sell it to you. Yeah. Just because if you go to the game in uh, games in Arizona, they got Dale Howardchuck's jersey retired, and you know the but, Phoenicians are showing up going, the who? But, and, and that's their ardent hockey fans, but they aren't all ardent hockey fans. I know. Then. What does that mean? Yeah, who the is people this guy? in Phoenix? Nothing. Right? I think they got Lori Boschman's jersey retired, too, in Arizona, yeah. if I recall. James in Morden, Manitoba says, give the, give the peg back their history. Can we make that happen? I'd love. Maybe, to maybe they don't the want movement. it, but it just seems right to me. It does. Yeah. And, you, and you know what? You don't need it officially in the books to know in your heart that that's part of your history in that town. You just want to raise the banner, though. You want to be able to put it in the rafters. You know what I'm saying. Of course. John Wall scored 24 points in his first game against his former team, leading the Houston Rockets to a 107-88 victory over the Washington Wizards. Russell Westbrook had 19 points, 11 assists, and 7 rebounds for the Wizards against his former team. Shortstop Marcus Semien has reportedly agreed to an $18 million U.S. one-year contract with the Toronto Blue Jays. Semien hit just 223 with 7 homers, 23 RBIs, and a 679 OPS in 53 games last season. His sixth with Oakland, but he finished third in AL MVP voting in 2019 when he hit 33 homers with 92 RBI. So the Blue Jays are in it to win it, as we all know. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room that can handle all your food and fun needs. Visit their website at ballersrecroom.com. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Well, the breaking news today, the Hamilton Tiger Cats have re-signed Jeremiah Masoli. Holy Masoli, here comes Masoli. It apparently is a one-year deal. We don't know for how much because that's a CFL thing, as you know. But Orlando Steinauer, the head coach, said in a news release this morning, it's exciting to have Jeremiah back for the 2021 season. He is an established natural leader that has a strong work ethic as demonstrated by the recovery from his knee injury. Now, Darren did just a fantastic yeoman's effort here in digging up that top 10 free agent list that I had posted last month, I guess, Darren? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, in December. So this was my top 10. 3downnation.com's top 10 had Masoli as number one. Okay. I had Brandon Banks one, Enoch Mwamba two, Stanley Bryant three, Andrew Harris four, Brian Burnham five, Masoli sixth, Charleston Hughes seventh, Drake Nevis eighth, Avery Williams ninth, and Greg Ellingson 10th. Off the board now, Brandon Banks is signed, Stanley Bryant's signed, Andrew Harris is signed, Masoli's signed. So my number one would now be Enoch Mwamba. Yeah. Number two would be Brian Burnham. Chucky Hughes would be number three. Drake Nevis, four. Avery Williams, five. And Greg Ellenson, six. 
Troy Durrell, I appreciate this, Troy, writes in and he says, according to Farhan, $365,000 total plus incentives. We got to spend just a little more time on this story that I brought up about Scott Milanovic, according to the Edmonton Sun, made $500,000 last year from Edmonton without even coaching a game. Chucky Hughes took home $10,000. That's what he got from the Riders. $10,000. I don't know how that sits with you people, but it makes me feel kind of gross. And now you got Masoli signing for three sixty-five. dollars I don't know what Dane Evans was at, but are the quarterbacks worth that much more in a pandemic when you're hacking and slashing? And I could conceivably see Charleston Hughes pay cut being forced on him sub six figures. I could see that. I could see a 50% pay cut being imposed on Chucky. First, how do you feel about the Milanovic thing? Because I didn't even get your I know. opinion on that. I know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, it's just how much different is a coach than a player in terms of an organization's contracts, right? A I lot mean, different, clearly. When you're looking at... Um, General managers is a little different, but even still, you know, the folks in the office that are working day to day to run the marketing plans and and keep the facility running and doing all those things, it's a full year round job and coaching and general managers are full year round jobs, but so are players and training and things like that too. But it just doesn't sit well when you got a league that's failing, there's no product on the field and yet guys who are instrumental to the the product on the field are taking home full salaries and other guys are taking a haircut. It's just, it's not right. I just don't like it. I don't know that I have a solution, but it just doesn't feel right. Hey, we're all in it together. Remember <laughs> what did we say about the storm and the boats? We're right? all in the same storm. We're not in the same boat. I was just reading a comment on that this morning i could go find it it was all about all the different things people are dealing with we all are in it together but y'all have your own perspective on things chucky's on the life raft milanovich was in the yacht in that storm (laughs) thank you right like he's sitting there floating on a door ten thousand, trying to scrape that together what a great cartoon that would be milanovich at the wheel of a yacht and chucky on a raft doesn't even see him we're all in it together almost runs him down uh, Jack Fulton in Calgary watching, or Vulcan, Alberta. He's, uh, Jack Fulton in watching in Vulcan. Says, fans pay to watch players play, not to watch the coaches coach. The pay should reflect that. Uh, Craig Campbell in Toronto watching with the poll question. What happens first? Schooners play a game. Leafs win the Stanley Cup. Or Bo, Bo Levi comes on the RP show. Craig says, great question. I went with the Leafs winning the Stanley Cup. Two years ago, I'd have gone with the schooner's option. Nobody thinks Bo Levi is coming on the RP show, by the way. And if I may, before we break, uh, Saturday night, I was at Ballers watching the UFC. Spent a good measure of time visiting with Charleston Hughes there. And he's friends with Bo Levi, and he's friends with me. It's that awkward caught-in-the-middle thing for a guy like Charleston Hughes and a few other guys. And I said, you want to tell Bo that I don't have a problem with him, man? I'm just rolling with it because it's so much fun. And he's like, no, he hate you. Well, I don't care. I have enough friends. You can tell him that. But I don't care. He's having a tough time getting over it. Dan Millette says, savage poll question. I love it. (laughs) 
Well, that came up from Robin and Prince Albert. Totes, we got to give him the credit. John in North Vancouver. I believe that Bo, one day. Oh, what? He'll be on here one day. One day Don't is hold going your to be breath. a great day. Don't hold your breath. We will be back with viewer takeover. Maybe a face-off. We'll see. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV. Live daily on YouTube and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody, as we go to viewer takeover. Greg Buchanan's watching from Canada's only border city, Lloydminster. You know old Bucky? Oh, yeah. Chuck Wagon announcer. He says it'll be a cold day, and you know what? If the Leafs win the Cup and Bo Levi ends up on your show. But then again, with COVID, expect the unexpected. Greg Clevgard with a message for Bo Levi Mitchell. It's time to bury the hatchet, Bo. Roddy has. Oh, I'm more than willing to meet him in Medicine Hat and bury an actual hatchet in a hole by the world's largest teepee. That'd be cool. Yawn. Are you game, Bo? Apparently he doesn't want to. Remember the daily CFL report? When are we announcing that sponsor? You're the business guy. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. But soon. Uh, Well, the big news today, of course, was Jeremiah Masoli coming off the board, pinned by some as the top free agent. He's signed with Hamilton. The Ottawa Red Blacks have signed four players, including all-star punter Richie Leone, who might have the best hair in not only the CFL, but pro football. Red Blacks also signed defensive back Randall Evans, offensive lineman Mark Corte, and receiver Anthony Coombs. Richie Leone netted 5,179 yards on a career-high 131 punts last season, averaging 48.8 yards, en route to being named a CFL All-Star for a third time. Wide receiver Martavius Bryant, who's not played in the NFL since 2018 because of an indefinite suspension for multiple drug policy violations, has signed with the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League. He applied for reinstatement in 2019, but has not been reinstated by the NFL yet. The CFL says, come on, play up here. I guess they've tweaked that rule. Let's uh, kick it around an hour or two. What do you yeah, say? I'm in. And we've got uh, Dan Saravelli joining us from Philly and the Enterprise Sports Podcast. Thank you to Brian Boucher for joining us. Thanks to you for joining us for fun. And we'll see you on hour two on Game Plus or right here on your favorite digital platform. I'm not this renegade, rogue, tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist. I'm just telling you what's actually going on. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.